Welcome to Bible of a Bruise, deep thoughts fermented over time and text. I'm your host, Cream Juice. We've got Gumby. Hey, what's up? We've got Kelvin. Good evening. And George. Yo, wearing my glasses so I look like a total And we are all co-hosts for you here, Bible of Brews. Tonight, Skeptic's Corner. Dun, dun, dun. The night where George has full control. Full control of everything. We are in trouble. <laughs> I'm bringing it. Usually I'm the one that doesn't know what everyone's talking about. You guys don't know what I'm bringing to the table tonight, so I'm bringing some heat. Rockstar. Suspense. You know, gosh, I'm already in love with Calvin's buttery, sexy Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> like, I just want to agree. <laughs> like, I just, like, whatever he says to me right now, I'm just being like, yeah, say it again. Tell me. Calvin's so, <laughs> got that voice. He's, he's like half... Half Barry White, half Morgan Freeman. You're right, yeah, exactly. Right. The rest of us are like, hey, guys, how you Combination. doing? <laughs> What's that movie that Morgan Freeman plays God in? No. Uh, Bruce, uh, Jim Carrey, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> Evan Almighty wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good, yeah. though. It was all right, yeah. Both. It was good. It was all right. <laughs> I mean, Jim Carrey was still, he was still in his heyday. Oh, he bringing, was. Bringing some heat. That was before he went crazy. <laughs> but, uh, anywho... Wait, 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 wait. Well, we are starting. Oh, geez. Good call. Thank you. Come on. It's Bible over bruise. Not Bible. Get into it and yell at people. Right. So we are starting with Working Class Brewery. We have a lifeguard mango blonde American style aged on juice. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is, I grabbed the wrong one. Okay. This is their peanut butter porter. It, it it is also a uh, an ABV of uh, forty five though, but this is their pe- this is their peanut butter porter. It is their most popular export, and uh, I had it when I was watching my wife sing karaoke the other night. What? Oh yeah. Oh, my wife's amazing. She does. I'll oh, show I you videos. She, could, yeah. she oh she her pipes are fantastic. Where was this? At? It's inappropriate. Where- <laughs> <laughs> This is a Bible show. What are you oh, talking about, Jess? <laughs> Working class brewery. <laughs> Working class brewery. <laughs> and you guys are worried about what I say on here. At least be 13 and over to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> May not be suitable for children under 13. So, let's pass these suckers around. Here you go, Kelvin and George. There's yours. I'm going to pop this one over for uh, Gumby and I. And right away, you're gonna notice cool. this is a very dark porter. I uh, can we do something really quick? Yes. Juice, can you say "working class brewery" like you just said it? Working class brewery. Calvin, can you say "working class brewery"? Working class brewery. There's, there's no. That's there's no comparison. There's no Ooh, comparison. Man, no, right? no like, not at all. God. No. And Joe. Yeah, you need to get some voiceover work, man. I'm telling you. Are you kidding? I'm not well, even. Wait a minute. I mean, wait till he starts. If he busts out Anthony Hopkins, that, that can rival. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that can rival. <laughs> that may not happen tonight. I have no notes. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, nothing it. English or uh, old fashioned. Yeah, Let's yeah. bring it. All right, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh, right before I even sip that, that's yeah. I'm smelling it first. Oh, that's amazing. That, the the nose off of that is just fantastic. You said this is their best selling. This is their best selling one. Yeah. yeah. I like it. 
Now, right from That's the start, really it's not as it's not as heavy as other people's peanut butter porters because we've featured yeah. what I think two or three Brucos. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Willoughby, Willoughby. and uh, we had another one here too. Oh, uh, is it platforms. Or? Yeah, platform has something similar. This might be yeah. my favorite one actually. Is yeah. this Ohio or what is this? This one's working class. Is it in Ohio or? Oh, yeah, it's right over on Cam's Corner. Okay, nice. Yeah. You remember when we were in, um, where is that, uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where the uh, the opening of a judo school, a Muay Thai school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that restaurant we went to, that they had to, yeah. Excellent. But it yes. wasn't a porter, though, was it? It was a, li- it was a lighter. Uh, so you make a, a very good uh, uh, recollection. It was uh, peanut butter. It was with JD. It was not a porter. It was over by JD's house. Um. What they did was That's right, you know, they actually yeah. combined a peanut butter, I think it was lager, with a mm. chocolate porter, and they poured them together for you. Okay. That's, right. awesome. That's what that yeah. was. Right, right, yeah. right. What's the one on that East was Class? Is it Mass? No, maybe it's not Mass. There's a couple over there. Uh, Collision Bed is my favorite over there. Yeah, that is a good one. No, That's there's amazing. the one. Dang it. But they do that. Oh, oh. They have like... Uh, I don't know if it's Fatheads. Is, no, no, no. There's one. Is it Brew Dog? No, not Brew Dog. But yeah, I was saying. I thought it was a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. But it's 12 dogs, right? No. It, it's 12 dogs? Oh, shoot. I'm frustrated. But yeah, no, they actually yeah. have a portion of their menu where there's like four or five concoctions where oh. you mix like a, it's like a peanut butter and a banana beer. Oh. You know, or like the a Elvis. blueberry and like right, a vanilla. <laughs> And it's delicious and it's awesome, but yeah, they'll mix the two beers together for you. This Make is a little right up my alley, beer cocktail, because a banana beer. That's what I would do if I had. There's a really so there's a couple really good banana beers out there. Actually, it fares well with beer. I think if I really? could, if I could combine a peanut butter with a banana, I would just call it the Elvis. Why is that? Because he loved peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well. Why are you yelling at me like I was supposed to know that? Because you're supposed you're to like, know that. You're like, I feel you know, like it's peanut like butter I didn't know. And banana sandwiches? Oh, he loves those, yeah. He's you didn't know famous that? for them. Am I the only history buff in the world? Well, well let me say this. Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't know George Washington was the first president of the United States or something. You were like offended. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're like. Technically, technically. <laughs> we won't go there. I was going to say, Gumby, did you know that? There was a large time right there where there's who was the first president, and they were vying back and forth and fighting over it. Ashtabula had that, that? Uh, Ashtabula <laughs> had that uh, museum. Yes. It, yeah. it was like uh, five minutes from my old house. Yeah, yeah they were fighting over who was going to be the president, and then one said he was the first, and another said he was the first. Oh, yeah. Was, really? Oh, it was a big thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Were, I, I, know, I was aware that there was controversy over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, from what I understand, I I always thought there was like a stand-in before their first election was. I, yeah, that's how I and thought you are it was. Correct. That's yeah. yeah, you are correct. Yeah. So before there was the official first election, from what my memory yeah. was, there was like one. Person. It was a bad time in history. Yeah, my people weren't even here yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we weren't. Uh, my my, I'm only third generation. We weren't here until I think the 1920s or something. Get out. Right. <laughs> Get it. Beat it. No, I thought there was a whole series of. Presidents under the Articles of Confederation versus the Constitution. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe I'm learning well, more. I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe you're right. And I yeah. thought George Washington was the first under the Constitution. Once everything yes. was ratified, that would make he's, sense. He's I, correct. Again, yes. I don't know a ton about it. I just know there was something going on before the first mm-hmm. official election yeah. with the Constitution. So that could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. I concede, you know. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice fun. Nice. It's a great start to the episode. Yeah, right. You know what I'm not going to concede to? Some of these brain busters. That's true. Endgame. But we don't want to do spoilers. We don't want to upset. We don't want to do spoilers. They might drive to your house and like yeah, they don't. You. Yeah. Let's just say that there are things that George and I, we actually love the movie. George and I will completely agree that we loved the movie. <gasps> Amazing. Avengers. If you have not seen Endgame, something wrong with you. Go out and see it right now. <laughs> Agreed. I'm, I know. I'm like talking to friends like Pete hasn't seen it yet. I'm like, what are you doing? You How weirdo. Do you, yeah. Pete? Pete. Seriously. 100%. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it really is probably the best superhero movie to date. Mm. I, I will say that. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, that's yeah. a heck of a statement. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. When grown men come to tears two to three times during the film, you know it's a very well done film. All right? Wow. So it's a very, very well done film. Yeah. But... Mm. George, I will also agree that there's certain aspects of it that just don't work. <laughs> right. right. Um, I, I don't think it'd be too much of a spoiler if I... Uh, maybe it would. Yeah, I'm just not going to go. So. I'm just not even going to go there. Okay. I'd rather just not upset well, well, anybody. Yeah, because me and Kevin haven't seen it. For, for no spoiler alert, the science behind the movie is not copacetic with what we know for science. Like, for example, I was really upset when... Thor was shooting lightning. I'm like, that's not physically possible. <laughs> What's not quite what we were talking like, about? I get it, yeah. <laughs> so, I saw it in Star Wars. George is trying to be very spoiler-free. But yeah. there, there, there's, the science behind it just doesn't work. Don't let that take away from the movie. The movie was amazing. Right. So, you know, making a segue into what we're going to talk about, I just find it interesting that Juice is in, into the uh, science perspective, but at the same time, he's a devout Catholic, which makes zero sense <laughs> in my mind. But uh, let's go ahead. So anyway, Juice, let's talk about that for a second. You're, you, right? You and your family are now officially accepted into the Catholic Church. It's true. So it's true. Over this last... Keep your sons uh, away from the pastures. Over, oh, right off the rip. Right off the rip, baby. Woo! <laughs> I was doing those shots. We're just coming out ready. Where, where are those oh, boxing I gloves? Observed that Mike was here. God, I wish Mike was here so bad. I'm so ready. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, someone get him on the phone. Buzz him in. Right. FaceTime us, Mike, if you're listening. Oh, so, man. I will say this. Brutal. Okay, go on. Take no prisoners. That, that was like MMA. There was no gloves. It really was. There, it was, there was, was like four ounce was, gloves. It was, it was, oh, it was, man. It was right there. Yeah. This gentleman's so. having flashbacks. <laughs> I was ready so, to have yeah. let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. And, and MMA fight. This is actually, I was, I'm technically a revert. So I was, uh, I was born into the Catholic Church, and uh, I was baptized into the Catholic Church. I was never confirmed. Um. In fact, as a teenager, I'm one of the only people in my family who was baptized into the Catholic Church, so I would take my grandmother to Mass on Sundays. But uh, For those who may be unaware, what does confirmed mean? Oh, okay. So, so confirmed is when they bring you into the Church and you are confirmed to be a practicing Catholic. Uh, at that point, you're also you, giving a confirmation name. Yes. All right. You can pick George. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be mean, but I am a martial artist, and I searched, and my friend, actually, for uh, Zechariah Pullman out there, he helped me, um, we searched for the best martial arts saint out there. 
And who was that? Saint Mercurius. I thought you were gonna say Chuck Norris, but unfortunately, right. no, he's sorry. not been canonized yet. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> he should be. He should be. I agree. Um, Saint Mercurius uh, during uh, 250 A.D. Um, he was beheaded, um, but he and his family were converts into the uh, into the faith. He ended up becoming a Roman soldier, fighting the Berbers during the time when they were trying to take over the, that part of the known world. And uh, he was very well known for his adaptness and his uh, his cleverness during warfare and uh, and for combat. And uh, so well known and and so well looked up uh, looked upon by uh, by God Himself that the Archangel Michael gave him a second sword. So he actually would fight with two swords. Nice. One that was given to him by humans and one that was given to him by the Archangel Michael. Mm. So I always thought that was pretty doggone BA. So I had to uh, I had to pick him. <laughs> Understand. Yeah. Nice. All yeah. right. Yeah. So what made your decision to go back to being a or to continue your spiritual journey with confirming as a Catholic? So believe it or not, it was a combination of two things. One was the Bible. Um I've gotten deeper and deeper and deeper into the Bible to the point where I was researching across Hebrew and Greek. Um so the Bible itself, there were certain aspects of it I could not ignore. And, uh, I hear you. <laughs> Tell me about it. And uh, uh, parts of that, once you start looking, and, and I, as Dr. Heiser has actually said, once you take the filters off of your eyes and you read it in its own historical context, in the language it's written in, and you realize I, it's a bunch of Western... No. I find it very hard to, to do anything but go Catholic. Right, Even... Like, I mean, it's I, clearly created by and, a man that's trying to make up for questions he doesn't know the answer to. And I was going to go Eastern Orthodox, but other aspects of it rings very true. So there's parts of it you can't deny once you go into there. Um, you know, like, for example, Jesus Christ himself says that he's building the church on... Peter, and as the Catholic Church will tell you, Peter is the first first pope. Um, so there's there's parts of it that I just I couldn't get past. So after going through all of that, um, and then the other part was, believe it or not, apologetics. Um, constantly trying to defend the Bible, and I got to a point where, as a Protestant, I I couldn't defend it anymore. Because I had several atheists that stepped up, and I realized they're not being mean. The atheists actually had honest questions, and the questions that they were posing were honest questions. And I realized when I... Well, give me an example. Which one? Oh, good Lord. Which yeah, one? and then how is it different from with Catholicism? Oh, for, okay, for example, for example, um, common descent. Common... No, you got this one. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> You should. Evolution. Okay. Com- right. Common descent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and honestly, uh, and, and there's many more, but I'll just, I'll just I'll take that one because it's a, an easy illustration. So, under common descent, if you actually take the real scientific evidence, 
it's hard to deny. It's hard to deny that there actually is common descent. We, we share the same DNA with animals and plants as anything else that's living. So once you examine scientifically, and most Protestants will tell you that they, you have to suspend, you know, belief in science and you just have to you know, have faith in the Bible, but it's not good enough for me. Because if you're just willing to step forward and say, well, I just don't believe that because the Bible says this, that says that either A, God is wrong, <laughs> or B, we are wrong about how we're approaching the Bible. So that was one of the things that brought me forward into, on the Catholic side, the other side of it was also historical, again, from apologetics, because once I applied the apologetic forums and answers from the patristic fathers, everything made sense. I mean, everything made sense. If I took the historic fathers and applied that to my apologetics, I had an answer for people every single time. If I applied modern Protestant answers, I had to, do, I had to completely deny either history or science. I couldn't do it anymore. You still have to do that. Do you still believe in that person, that, uh, that woman that looked back at the uh, city being burnt and she turned into salt? <laughs> believe in that right then you're you're disagreeing with science well, that didn't happen juice is that part of catholicism well no don't 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 juice, on, you're just on. listen you're falling back on your own words you're like with protestantism you said you wouldn't you'd have to object to science right. or history okay i just gave you an example as part of the catholic story okay well and you're saying what story. now you're gonna now you're going to go back on it because it's in the bible so if you go right now to what is known as the place where that happened, which is right by the Dead Sea. It never sea, happened, Juice. Which is right by the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea exists right now, correct? Okay. Okay. Uh, I, will give you, I will say that, yes. Okay. And the Dead Sea is predominantly full of what element? Salt. Right. Okay. Now, that is actually where it happened. All right. But is there, God didn't is turn there, someone into salt, Juice. Is there We're a, looking back at is the damage any, he was creating. Is there any life in the Dead Sea? No. All right. If there, is there any life surrounding I it? should say that I'm not entirely sure, but I understand there's so much salt in it that, yeah, okay. right, it's hard for anyone Now, live, so. that being said... For any scientists that are listening are like, oh, well, there's this bacteria in there. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, there's no fish living in there because there's too much salt. Right? Correct. If a frog jumps in there, it's going to die. And it's so thick with salt that you will float mm -hmm. right on top of yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazingly full yeah. of minerals. various salts and minerals, yeah. Which is actually, I mean, think about it, there's tons of stuff you can mine there, too. But, I mean, minerals, it's fantastic. But anyway. Or it's great for your skin. I heard. <laughs> Again, minerals. They sell at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the Dead Sea. <laughs> they should start that in uh, at some evangelical churches. There you go. That'd be a great MLM. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they'd buy it by the truckload, man. Gumby, I think we found our calling. Yeah, they would. That they All right, would. continue. Okay. Why you believe God turned this woman into salt from there, looking at the disaster so, he created? Believe it or not, there are pillars surrounding that lake. Now, I'm not going to say that any of them are, were existing at the time. I'm not going to say that they were her. However, because there are a number of pillars that are surrounding the Dead Sea, potentially that story could be echoed 
and could be true, okay. and one of them could be her. Oh, Lord, Juice, no, it can't be. You're denying science. That's your own reasoning. You're saying, like, there has to be a reason. There has to be science behind it. That's magic. Like... Well, as Thor said, magic is science that we just don't understand oh, yet. dang it. I fell right into that one, didn't I? We were talking about that before the show. So let me ask this, though. It's garbage. No. The Catholic, I'm not sure what their position is, but do they necessarily accept everything in the Old Testament and or new is something that literally happened? No. Okay. No. And again, this is where I applaud the Catholic Church. No. And this is why. Because if you look at it, and again... Even when, it, even when I was a Protestant, I had to start denying things because mm-hmm. when you go into the Old Testament, you can't say that everything is literal, okay? Yeah. For example, I understand. there's a whole classification of books in the Bible, a large classification. We're talking about Job and Psalms and Proverbs and Song of Songs. and There's a large classification in the Bible that are under, and both Jewish and Christians have that label on there where it says poeticals. Poeticals tells me it's not literal. Correct? <laughs> All right. And then you have Genesis, which I don't care what evangelical says this. There's no way that all of Genesis or even all of the Torah was written by just Moses. There's no possible way because that means he wrote his own death in there. Sorry. Didn't happen. So there were various authors behind the Torah. So again, you would also have different genres in the Torah because we know there's a psalm in there, right? Actually, I think there's two psalms in there. There's psalms in there, right? So if you have psalms inside of the Torah, that tells me that those sections are not literal. They're poetical. So, and then you have the first 11 chapters, which we know because we can look at the Akkadian and Sumerian and Ugaritic writings, and we can match them up, and we know that the first 11 chapters are polemical. So if they're polemical, that tells me they're not literal, Right? Okay, what is the um, Catholic's view on the Tower of Babylon? That falls within those and polemics. Falls, falls within that. Huh? Yeah, that's in those 11 chapters. That's, po- that's yeah. polemical. And, okay. and believe it or not, here's the, here's the fun part, right? Here's the fun part. That story actually relates to Gilgamesh, the great, to- the great oh, story really? of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Gosh, I wish okay. conservative Mike was here right now so he could, <laughs> so he could, so he could hear you say it's a... Uh, <laughs> Metaphorical. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, that would be taken as literal. Didn't what? Literal? Yeah. Now, what are these? Hold on. Now, hold on. Hold on. I think I'm interested in something. <laughs> Tell me this crazy story yeah. you're interpreting as literal, and then I'd like story. to ask questions, please. I was a little shocked by that with myself, George. As <laughs> <laughs> a gummy react, you now, ask gummy react, and I'm like, come on, let's go. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me back up on that a second. Okay, literal does not mean that everything happened the way it's explained. Oh, that's legally stuck. That's lawyer. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, well, for example. For what the example, heck? Yeah, what is this, well, the well, 2019 <laughs> version or uh, for, <laughs> definition of literal? Or are we going back oh, to like oh, when oh. literal meant literal? <laughs> well, for example. Literally, I ate you, an entire container of ice cream. If you take, <laughs> if you take St. Patrick, for example, <laughs> and how he drove all the snakes out of Ireland, right? Okay. Well, we know they're not literal snakes. We know what he's talking about. He's talking about the corruption. He's talking about the people that were causing all the problems. He wasn't actually talking about snakes, right? So, oh. so there's things that are echoing. Actually... I thought it was literally snakes. No. <laughs> but like literal, like the actual literal meaning. Yeah. So, so again, 
some things in Scripture are just like that. Some things in Scripture echo an intrinsic meaning or value. Why does the Bible use literal. so much metaphor? Well, Garbage way. Because we also use a lot of metaphor. Or are you telling me that George Washington literally cut down a cherry tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least that... Well, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, I, I was going to follow my words, right? That's teaching a lesson. But like, this is, these are the words of God on how you're supposed to be living. Right, exactly. There shouldn't be any interpretation. There shouldn't be multiple versions of the Bible. There should just be like, boom. Oh, that's your idea. But I, no. what do we learn more I'm saying from? as a clear communicator and the higher power is communicating to his beings, what do we learn someone from? who's written SOPs, you have to be clear. Well, for example, concise, for example, for example, I would think when, when Jesus Christ is talking to the crowd and he says, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to be up and be cast into the sea and it will. He does not mean that literally. OK, he does not mean that your faith will cast mountains. And what he's saying is you will overcome great problems in your life with great faith. Those mountains have to do with what's happening in your life. It's not a little mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the mountains that are in your life. It's the problems in your life. He's using a poetical polemic to illustrate something. It's allegorical. So he's not telling you something that is, it's, it's hyperbole, right? So he's not right. telling you something that's literal. He's using hyperbole in order to illustrate a point. That's fair. But again, this is supposed to be the direction for our life. Right. And that's how we learn. Us but there's all, as there's moments. I know, but even like <laughs> even the purpose of the show, we have multiple different like points of view and interpretations of it. It's not clear. I'm saying it's garbage communication, leaving it up okay. for interpretation like that. To a point, I do agree with that. And here's the reason why I agree with that. Denominationalism. Right? There's... Oh yeah, and when does it start and when does it end? And exactly. How far does so, it keep going? So, is that a way to draw those in who um, they're not yet astute, but they're seeking? So, remember, I said there's things that drew me into the Catholic Church, <laughs> right? I think you mentioned that. <laughs> One of those things that drew me in was the magisterium, and when was that set up? That was actually set up by Jesus Christ and the apostles when it first started. Okay. The first magisterium was the Twelve Apostles. Okay. So as that went forward, the apostles then had their bishops they set up. In fact, it's, an, it's so beautiful. It's an unbroken record from their time to now. And we have the writings all the way from their time to now. And if you look at the magisterium, that's one of the things that kind of sells me on historic Christianity is that the magisterium is always there throughout history to tell you how to accurately interpret Scripture. yeah, And believe it or not, that's why the Catholic Church has often told you, well, if you look at this in Hebrew, this is poetical. If you look at this in Hebrew, this is a polemic. If you look at this, so they're always there in the background, and it's nice to know. And mind you, and they will fully admit to you that whenever they are, are wrong or don't understand it. And they're very open about that. I find that very refreshing, too. <laughs> but it's very nice to know that you have that teaching behind it and you have a source to go to that is so deep into the text of the Bible and the, to the text of history. 
you know, so. As a basis for Christianity, I can see that for sure. Going back into the Old Testament, that's where for <laughs> me things get very fragmented because yeah. there's a lot more stories there, you know, to, uh, to George's point that are uh, way more, I don't know if outlandish is the right word, just really big. Yeah. Really, 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 really big. Uh, Outlandish is a pretty good word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just and you to, need quite a bit of faith to really accept those stories. I agree. But as a as a as a as a child, you're you're taught to accept them literally. Yes, you know, within that and faith. From a, yeah, within that faith, right, right, right. right from right, a right. denominational standpoint. Um, just okay. yeah, that may be, but on the same token. Now it, it it leaves. I think it leaves. Uh, at least for me, it left some kind of vague thoughts there. You know, like yeah, sure. you know what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, and and then <clears throat> I also felt that if you question it too much, you're kind of considered an outcast. Well, you could be. Yeah, the way we grew. You up. could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially the more charismatic you get the more legalistic it is, and the more you need to accept things at blind faith. But George, would it be easier to accept any of the Old Testament if, or the idea of it, let me say this, let me try to word this correctly. What if it was never meant for us? What if it was just meant for those people at that time, to them, how they understood it? Very good point. Mm. Very good point. Very good point. Then we could see it more symbolic. They can choose to see it however they want it, you know. No, I like I like that's a great question. And um I don't know if I'm I'm dodging the question or if I'm asking another question, but mm-hmm. I've always said this that I would be more accepting of the Bible if instead of it being backwards and us trying to dig in and try to understand, I think it'd be more I think it'd be more believable if it was written in a way we were coming to understand it. Like it was almost like, almost like from the future, like we can't understand it yet because we're not there. Yeah. Like we're looking forward for the answer instead of trying to dig deep and put ourselves like, for example, like about slaves, like Juice is always trying to say, they're not talking about slaves. Back then their slaves were employees. And it's, that's, that's a little out. What? That's a little contextually inaccurate. That's you. That's not me. You said that. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, we're trying to, we're always trying to go back and interpret what, how they were reviewing it then. And I, I'm just saying, I always thought it'd be more interesting or more compelling if it was written in a futuristic point of view when we were trying to understand it and uncover it. And like, as things come, as life comes to us, we start to understand, like, oh, that's what Jesus and God was talking about because here it is. Here, you know, here's this. Holocaust he was talking about. Here it is. Wow, this all makes sense. This this is opening all these doors now, but it's not. It's always talking about like from this past contextual point of view that we're trying to interpret from back then. So mm-hmm. did I answer it or no? Did I just go somewhere yeah, else? No. Talking <laughs> <about> it? <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I think that, that helps me. I mean, sometimes uh, I mean I, I've all but written off the old testament, honestly, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I started with that, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> is this dude talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so if I, you know, for me, if I just accept, I, there weren't Christians back then. 
You know, it there wasn't. There were no Christians back in the Old Testament. It. Uh, some could even argue that there weren't even Jews until Abraham. Well, not until what Judah? Oh, I or who had his son that was named and whose name was changed to Israel? Israelites, Judah. You know, I so. I don't. I don't necessarily view it as something that was meant to be written for me. Mm. Interesting. You know, I kind of when I look back at it, honestly, I kind of view the Torah as their national god, as the other areas around that time had their national gods, and they were all competing for who had the biggest, baddest national god. So, but that's what a polemic is. Yeah. So I mean, because there were a lot of others. Uh, you know, especially around the Mesopotamia area and that whole crescent that had similar stories. Yeah. Flood stories, uh, creation stories, Moses stories. Yeah. Um, Got a question then. Just based on how you're presenting this yeah. <clears throat> and other things that we've just discussed, why is it set up, you know, in your youth? If you have a question, you're not being rude or disrespectful in your presentation. You're a seeker, or you're attempting to be one. Yeah, they're trying but, to get you to buy in so, right away. So then you're <laughs> right. I'm just saying that's. Uh, I watch a lot on Scientology, and they get you hooked right away as you're younger, and that way you don't right because you talk about the Scientology with us now as like smart, intelligent human beings. We're like, what? Like this is a <laughs> this guy is like broke the record for most fiction written, and you mean to tell me he <laughs> wrote a Bible and we're supposed to believe in this? But like, right? So he got some people and now their kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're but, gonna go a different route. <laughs> yeah, and so if you watch it, like a lot of people that are in it and are accept, uh, you know, having a lot of consequences, they get them while they're young, and they get right. to, get them to accept that. They tell them, "Don't ask questions. Just accept it and just go with it." And then they buy in as believers. I can see what you're saying, but again, that's from a denominational standpoint. A lot of people get their kids, um, especially Catholics, right? They're baptized as babies. And then they're told, you know, wait, wait, through their parents. That's different. What are you talking about? I was raised no, Catholic. I was baptized as a baby. So what are you talking about? That's different. Because that's actually the real Catholicism. Tra- that's real. The tra- that's the real tradition. If you go back into the Bible, when Paul baptized, he baptized everybody in the family. He baptized. I'm not the saying it doesn't make father, it right. Mother, children, um, yeah, all the servants in the household. They, they were all, all of them. Well, going back on what Calvin was saying, though, he's like, "Why, as children, you're kind of brought up to not question, and you know that, and you're seeking, you know, you're not trying to judge." But so, but that's different than so in the historical church. Why not teach your kids to find your own past questions? What's that? In the traditional churches, it's not Catholicism. I was raising that. Uh, I will throw it out there, Juice. I one hundred percent. I made it. Listen, that's one area, right? I don't have a lot of experience. But I'm saying I made it through PSR classes until I was in middle school, so I'm saying that's fresh in my memory. Like, I made okay. it that far. So I, I 100%, I'm disagreeing with I you. I literally just went through RCIA, and every single time I had a question that he didn't know, he said, you know what, I don't know, but I'll, I'll try to find the answer for you. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and agree with Calvin that uh, I think it's a, it's a matter of don't, you know, blind faith, believe in this, this is it. They, they didn't want me traveling to other religions. They didn't want me reading other artifacts. As a kid, he, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about his children. Why? Why is it that you're kind of pushed in this er, uh, area? And George, taking it a step further, you're Catholic. I'm raised Pentecostal, but that same concept, right? 
and I still think it goes back yeah. to what I said about Scientology so, because yeah, you that, get that, you to they suck you in early before yeah. you learn to think about yourself before you're still learning about life and becoming a person like of course it's easier to accept those ideas and just accept them as being true right instead right, of expanding your right. mind it's not until you're older until you really start to like break through and start questioning things so they get you sucked in early juice who came up with the Big Bang Theory no idea a Catholic monk There's a Catholic monk that came up with the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think to, to their point, even outside of religious institutions, all of humanity tends to do that in one way or another. You know, if you're a parent, you raise your kids. Yeah, yeah I guess you got a point there. When they're young. Yeah, right. right. You know what? Right. I, I don't want my kids to go out hurting anyone. I don't want them murdering anyone. I don't want them, you know, X, Y, and Z. Whatever your values are. Even if you never stepped foot in a church, you want them while they're you young, so, structure, that, yeah. so that they grow up and they have certain expectations on how to cope. And you're gonna go to hell if they don't have that parental structure in some you're sense. Go blind. Well, yeah, some people use that, yeah, but some people don't. But if you don't, whatever it is, if they don't start while they're young, you know they're gonna find out the hard way that people don't like it when you kill them. You know, <laughs> like. Some people don't want to see you walking around naked. Some people do. But I teach my kids to wear clothes. You know what I mean? So so it, it happens in the church. It's going to happen in any, like if you start a new job, yeah, they're going to start the propaganda. Yeah. This is the best job. I mean, it's the best company to work for. Yeah. We live in the best country in the world. The most democratic, freeing like people. God. I mean. Don't, don't our, bring this out of me. Our kids, before they know anything, by the time they're in second or third grade, they know the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. So it, it starts young, no matter what you do. So religion, I think, has always been kind of like a... Uh, yeah. You could, some would say a balancing force. I've, some would say a countering force. Ouch. I like that. That's a good point. I, I, I dig, I dig point. what you just you said, know what? brother. I, I said recently, and you, you just echoed that perfectly. I, I recently just said that um, with the humanistic attitude that's currently at play in, um, in most cultures, in most countries, um, nationalism has replaced any kind of religion, and, the, and nationalism has become a religion within itself. I agree with you. Yeah. And it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Are you saying that is, is a bad thing, like nationalism is bad? I, I personally think it's a bad thing because it trashes culture, it trashes tradition, it trashes... Morals. Morals and standards. Morals, yeah. individuality. Yeah. Like, I work um, for hospitals, right? And I think capitalism is bad for the hospital. It just doesn't work, mm -hmm. right? It's just like capitalism is bad for fire department and policemen. Imagine calling the police and they're like, what is it, a live shooter? Well, that... Well, okay... You know, like, yeah, right? Oh, right, pay theft? Exactly. Okay, $200 for us to come help you. Okay, oh, mass shooter? Okay, that's going to be $5,000. I think healthcare is the same way. Yeah. But people are like, oh, this is America capitalism. This is the best country. We've got to continue this way. But, like, <laughs> from a morality point of view, we got to be helping people, man. We can't, we shouldn't be, it sucks because we shouldn't be making, cancer shouldn't be a billion dollar industry. It should right. be. It's America, right. it's capitalism. This is the best. It drives it, me nuts. Isn't it weird that, that humanitarian has been replaced with humanist? Explain. I'm not well, well, Plus, I've had drinks before this. <laughs> <laughs> because, for example, the our country has openly declared, um, right inside of our own court systems, 
that America is humanist. It's it's not it's not God fearing. It's humanist. It's not Christian. It's humanist. So the trouble with that is that you are taking the look out of the greater good, okay? Over the individual person. Yeah, and, and that's why. So for example, let's say that Kelvin has an issue, but if Kelvin's issue is superseded by our greater good, us three right here, then we're just not going to look at his problem. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's a challenge with our country right now, I agree. And that's that's a problem because let's say that Kelvin has a real issue he needs, he needs help with, okay? If we're looking at it from a humanist it's point of beer. view... It's coming. If we're looking at it from, from a humanist point of view, then we're no longer helping him. We're helping us. Because, the because the greater good outweighs what he needs. I'm challenged so even, by that. Even if Calvin dies, you're saying it's better for the three of us. It's better for the three of us. So because the three of us can now thrive, his rights didn't matter. So it's us three laughing. Then what if George gets six and George well, dies now it's the two and it's of better us. for the you and me? Exactly. And then you die. That's why I don't like the humanist position. Okay, gotcha. May I say something since you spoke on cancer? I don't know if you gentlemen have read this book or read part of it. Good book to read on that is uh, the story of Henrietta Lacks. Very good book. Please enlighten me. Can you give me a quick... Back of the book excerpt. Great <laughs> tell. This is a woman who had cancer, and she died of cancer. Well, they saved her cells to study them, and they found out despite it killed her, the cells started to grow. She died in 1956. Her cells still exist now, and they still use them for science and cancer studies. And uh, I'm quite sure this has made... Required a ton of money, a ton of um, uh, finances to do what they're doing, and enlightenment on how God knows how many levels. Right. And uh, they never did it without any permission from the uh, from the family. Mm. Interesting. But just to know that this was done is it something that re- that really can't be cured? Well, you mean cancer? Right. I don't want to make this a whole different topic, but I'm just... just no. Yeah, we could go on and on. Yeah, I could yeah, go on right, and on right, right. So I don't, you know, No, 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 but talking about the capitalistic mindset... Yeah, right, right, right. Um, See, is it, is, it, is, it, is it better to cure cancer? No. Or is it... Exactly. From it's a capitalistic not. mindset? Right. No, no, it does right. not. Right. Sick 100%. people make money. Right. A lot right. of people A lot of people make money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Again, that's yeah, my problem right. with it, because you're talking about capitalism. Well, capitalism is for the greater good. Right, at least from top ten percent. Right, so the trouble with that then again is that I'm looking at it from a different point of view. So our good is better than Kelvin's. That's tough. So, I'm I'm battling that concept right now in my mind. No, but that that makes sense if you think yeah. about it, that. Ma- that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but it's it shouldn't make sense. My point is that it shouldn't make oh, sense. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, but no, that's an excellent breakdown. And the church was meant to be a countering force to that. Exactly. Yeah. Where every individual was looked at as having the exact same value as the mass. 
especially the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Christ teachings on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. It's completely anti-imperialism, anti-capitalism. Uh, some would even say anti-democratic. Yeah. I mean, you could. Very yeah. Good but I mean, wouldn't it show that we are truly human if we are taking somebody's intrinsic value as being the equivalent as everybody else? Mm-hmm. And every single person has the exact same value as the mass. And at that point, if everybody has the same value, then everybody's going to look out for the intrinsic value of their neighbor. Yeah, the good Samaritan. So, again, that's my problem with the humanist position. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah, because it, it has pharisaical qualities to it. You know, the, the Pharisees and religious leaders of the time taught, we take care of our own, we look after our own. It's, it was a tribal mindset. Yeah. And Christ, Christ was saying, no, people exist out there. You take care of them, too. Yeah. We've been looking at it from, um, from a latter-day sense as far as uh, I got you guys by a few, uh, few years, but um, I could remember the days uh, growing up. Now I'm 56. Let a neighbor have to tell my parents about my behavior. <laughs> I remember the days where the neighbors could, boy, do you want me to tell your parents? You know, let, let that happen. Oh. And I'd get home, boy, you embarrassing me. Great. Yeah. Times have changed, yeah, man. Yeah, down to the basement. They call the cops if your neighbors did that. Yeah, now. yeah right, hey. right. But, but it, it brought a lot of structure. It brought a lot of structure and it, it brought a lot of... Uh, and it, and it worked twofold because, see, on one hand, you had that. But on the other hand, hey, I hear you graduating high school. Come on over here, boy. I got something for you. You know, it, it was a it was a two-way street. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, the discipline would be rendered on the same token, but the love and affection would be shown, too. It yeah. was truly a, a community, neighborhood of community that, uh, that, that, that uh, looked out for each other. Even the stores down the street where I lived at, you know, you go in there and... Uh, Hey, your parents told me you graduated or whatever, you know? So it's I I remember those days. Times are changing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin, I appreciate your point of view, but it sounds like you're getting a little dry in the palate. There's been a lot of talk going on. There has been a lot of talk going on. Well, in that case, let's break out the next beer. It's Platform Strange Clothes. Hold on. This lemon. Hold on, hold on. Calvin, can you please deliver that line? Platform Strange Clothes. (laughs) Your most buttery, sexy voice. Platform, beer company, strange clothes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. you Lemon say, meringue. Grant. You got to say, Ooh. can you dig it? Come on. Can you dig it? Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. If I wasn't going to buy it before, I'm going to buy it now. Glad <laughs> <laughs> for beauty it. commercials right now. I don't know about done. that, Brian. <laughs> 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 got this lemon meringue-inspired Berliner Weiss is bright, sard, and refreshing with a full mouthful and a subtle underlying sweetness. It finishes balanced and pleasing at a 4.9 and an 8 IBU. Gentlemen. Let's crack them open. Ready. Das is good. Oh, you did get one for all of us. Oh, I Nope, I'm. Fr- I can't say that. Gumby got one for everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gumby got one. 
a juice to give him out. Apparently, Satan has you in your hand, making you drink us this alcohol. I'm nervous about this one. <laughs> You're nervous about this one? You don't yeah. think it's, it's, part, it's part of their sour okay. series. First off, it's you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you right now. A sour is a bad follower from that porter. <laughs> Going porter to sour is a it usually interesting is. It usually choice. Is. Now I will say this: it has a very heavy head. This sucker. I poured mine slow, and it's still a full inch of head right there. Um, it's light. I can look right through it. It's light, so it's definitely a Weiss. Definitely a Weiss. I like that because that usually means good flavors. But um, hold on. Let me see with the nose. Okay, it's, it has a very light nose. I don't actually smell the lemon. Not any lemon yet. Let's see. And I can smell the, mer- the meringue. Yeah, meringue. I can smell that. Maybe a hint of the Woo! That sucker is tart. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I started getting into the sours a little bit. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you have to let them in. Just let, let the sour um, happen. Wow. They might have to breathe for a minute. <laughs> I'm fine with it, actually. I like it. Actually, yeah, I don't mind it. I used to hate so, sours, and just like all beers, I think, like especially IPAs, no, like you just keep you force yourself to drink them, then <laughs> you eventually like them. <laughs> See, now this is where I was a year ago because, believe it or not, um, I don't think Mike and Gumby really enjoyed them. About what was it? Oh no, it was about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, no, I spit the first one out. Yeah, and I brought them in, and I was like, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, I did, I did, did. I, right? I, I kind of liked it. So maybe it has to grow on you. That's, that's a new one. Then for again, me. I, I also like to suck on warheads too. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do like a sour. So goes good with fish, and um, <laughs> does everything. I like sours. <laughs> it's, weather's starting to warm up. I like it. So it's definitely nice, especially on a summer evening right by the lake. I don't taste graham. But I didn't know what graham was. I mean, we'll believe, I could be we'll wrong. We believe you, platform. But, we believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but George, tell me, tell me, this is wrong. I could, I could sip this down on say Edgewater. Well, you can now if it's in a cup or if you purchase it there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I think sours are good summer beers. You know, a hot day, it's it can be refreshing. Yeah. You know, I think I think the same could be said. Don't hold me to this. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think porters are, you know. Winter, or a heavier beer. Okay, yeah, you know, a good see that. porter goes good. You know, a heavier beer is good then. You know, but uh, yeah, light sour I think goes uh, yeah. Edgewater yeah. Beach, good day. Yeah, solo cup. Don't <laughs> let them catch you without it though. Don't let them do it. Now I'm I'm an old school Edgewater person. I've been going there for over twenty years. Um, in fact, when I was first going there, when I was first going there, I lived in Ohio City. And, where I reside uh, now. What's that? It's where I reside now. Right. <laughs> and I would play chess with the guys down there at, uh, in Edgewater in the park. Now, the park shuts down at, uh, at dusk. But if you played chess, they would let you stay and play all night long. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, well, and I was, that makes sense, though, because yeah. I'm just saying not to be judgmental on human <laughs> beings. <laughs> but but I doubt the chess playing community is doing too much crime after dark. Yeah. 
Well, better watch out. I bet the cops I are I think you're being judgmental, George. I think you're being judgmental. Yeah, right, so be a little too judgy. Um, yeah, I, I doubt the cops are in there. Like, I don't know what those chess players are like, in Edgewater right now. I think like, they're up to no good. They, <laughs> they would leave us alone. And there would, there would be really? like, like 8 to 12 of us, right? And we would just sit there and play chess until like 4 or 5 in the morning. I wonder why they and, leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and they would, they would write up and ask us how we're doing and everything. Ah, yeah, we're good. They say, "Okay, have a good night," and they would just let us let us just really? play chess all night that. long. Are yeah. they still doing that down there? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But be, be but, honest, Aaron, you still playing? Oh, I still play chess. Oh, okay, not Edgewater, but I still oh, play yeah. chess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 Rangers would leave us one hundred percent alone because, I mean, what were we doing? We we're sitting there playing chess. How young were you? Oh, good lord, that was probably twenty years ago. I was uh, living in Ohio City. Um, I was probably 25 years old or so. Not shocking. It was after a breakup, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was actually probably during, yeah. probably during. And instead of, instead of just getting Tell out. Tell us about your divorce. You. It wasn't a divorce. It was not a divorce. It we were married. Divorce, oh, okay, okay. Um, but, Tell us uh, about the most painful breakup of your oh, life online right now. Oh, I have no issues with that. I mean, it was it was bad times. It was bad times, and I drank a lot. But <laughs> I brought mean, to you by Bible Over Brew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, the good thing is, is that I wasn't doing illegal drugs or anything. I mean, I could have been shooting heroin somewhere. I, That's a good point. You're playing chess, right? Right. I right, mean, right. I mean, I had ample opportunity. I knew people who smoked crack and everything else, and. And instead of doing that... Sounds like you hung around a good crowd. That was a great crowd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I was living in early Ohio City. <clears throat> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, you had plenty of friends. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got you back for that priest shot. But I'll bump. But uh, I would I would stay up until four and five in the morning playing chess either on the beach with uh, with the other chess players or there was a Phoenix Coffee House that was open twenty four hours a day. House. Still yes. my favorite. Oh Isn't yeah, twenty four hours a day. Well, this yeah, one was right. this one was on twenty fifth. Twenty fifth, and it was over uh, twenty four hours yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah, right down right. the road. They yep. moved it down yep. to twenty eighth. Right. And so uh, I used to go there a lot of yeah. a lot of oh, crazy yeah. hours. Yeah, playing chess. Coffee. And at five o'clock in the morning, that's yeah. where I was playing chess. I bet I'm disagreeing with you. I'm going to say you. If you were staying until five in the morning playing I chess, you were probably smoking crack. I worked second because shift. Because how would you fall? You would fall asleep playing chess no, until no, five I, in the morning. I worked second shift. You, you know what? I'm surprised there. we never crossed paths at that time. I am surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am. Because yeah. uh, oftentimes I get off those crazy hours. I'm right? stopping there for a game or two. I wouldn't stay long, game or two, and I'd move out. Well, especially in our line of work. Yeah, we're, right. we're both, I'm surprised. We were both field guys. Right, right. And so you get off of a long on call. It's yeah. like 2 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, you can't go right to sleep exactly. a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you wow. do? You go drink. Go play chess. Yep. <laughs> That'll make you fall asleep, yeah. all right? That'll make you tired. Oh, man. Oh, it was, it was, a, it was a nice it. crowd in there, though. Yeah. You know, okay. oh, man. about 3 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's a nice packed. crowd there. It was yeah. packed. Yeah. yeah. You, that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I'd like to. Uh, yeah. I wish I could go back in time and see that. That would be cool. It was epic. Yeah. It was like a certain. Uh, and that's how certain crowd in there. You know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was like. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years later, that's what. That's how. Ohio City hipsters were born. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Oh, man. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. But in fact, we've never even talked about that Phoenix Coffee. We did. That's kind of funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is because we knew each other during yeah, that time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. On those nights, I would either go play chess on the beach or a Phoenix, depending on the weather. I never played at Edgewater. I knew they had it, but I never played there. But Phoenix, I, I was there. Something right. Yeah. There's a there's a tunnel that lets out from Ohio City sixty from six actually sixty fifth. From 65th, it goes down to the beach. Yeah. And once you're on the beach, that's when we would walk out, walk over to uh, where the chess players were, sit down, and start playing. <laughs> were you aware of the bathhouses down there? The bathhouses. Yeah. You used to have bathhouses down there. There's a bathhouse. Uh, because before people had indoor plumbing, they went to a bathhouse to take a bath. I was not aware. Yeah, so this they were built probably about... 1905, 1910, they probably tore them down about 1940. Oh, wow. But they had them there, and they also had them at 72nd. 72nd, they didn't tear them all the way down. Once they changed it over, they they uh, added the aquarium onto it. And then the aquarium closed years, I want to say back in the 80s, so it's you know mm. totally done away with it. But, yeah, you know, for the locals in that area, if they want to take a bath uh, – that was a bathhouse. They go down there and uh, you know take wow. a bath, and or either you can you know uh, go swimming and then come back and yeah. take a bath. So once seventy seconds not open anymore. I feel like I've heard people talk about it now. It's like a big sauna where you go in there and I, drink, I've, and there's like all these old guys wearing robes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Catholic Church. Something about oh. 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 All right, we have to cover that one. <laughs> oh. That was a right left. I have done. All right, right so. left. There, there's no mic, so I'm just directing. Shiza. Gumby's had my back too many times. I love Calvin's voice too much to. I don't even want to argue with him. So jab. I'm just coming at. So. And then me and Jews have been friends for too long. I'm just like, I can get away with it. I'm just going to attack Jews as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was brutal. So I did run the, st- the statistic on Oh, I do have a question for you. Follow this. I have a question. All right, let me answer that one first. Go ahead. So I did I did run the numbers on this. And statistically, again, I could show you the numbers on this. Statistically, the amount of sexual misdirection, <laughs> good choice of words, <laughs> in the Catholic Church <laughs> is identical to the school system and believe it or not, the charismatic church is higher inside sexual misconduct. So take that for what you will. But What's your take on uh, Catholic priests not even being able to marry and having to remain a... Okay, so this is a big misnomer. I love tackling this one. Okay, so if you are a Catholic priest, you have a choice. Do you or do you not want to marry? If you do not want to marry, you become a Roman Catholic priest. I know that was an option. If you do want to marry, you become a Byzantine Catholic priest. Byzantine Catholic priests can marry, have children, have a family, everything else. It's your choice. If you choose that you to decide that you want to be completely devoted to the church, you are Roman Catholic. If you choose So there's a higher level of making that choice though, still. Well, according to Paul in the Old Testament, the higher level is becoming a straight Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts on that? Okay, so obviously there's I'm okay with it. All right. Do you think that's leading to? I I don't know this. I I don't know this. So I'm asking as a legitimate question. Not like oftentimes I 
I lead with these questions, knowing, <laughs> right? Right. Is it the Roman Catholic priests that are having the issues with the common, no. uh, with the sexual misdirection? No, not at all. Actually, I, I, I again, I ran those numbers. The numbers are the same inside both the Byzantine and the, believe it or not, and the Roman Catholic, and believe it or not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, I probably shouldn't, even in the Jewish communities with the rabbis. Watch it. And I probably Ooh. shouldn't say that. Anti-Semitic. <laughs> Anti-Semitism. I, I'm just running numbers. I'm just running numbers. Podcast ended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just running numbers. Jeez, why is our podcast um, ripped off our medium right now? Sizer. Again, sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct is the same across all religions. Okay. Across all denominations, and believe it or not, is a little higher in the charismatic churches. The reason why those numbers are harder to get is because if I am, let's say, I'm a pastor in the Church of God, okay, somebody makes a claim that I had a sexual misconduct. Well, now I can say, whoa, I'm sorry, I just converted. Now I'm a Episcopalian. Yeah. There's no way to track that. Because one church can't track to another church, so there's no way to track what's happening. So once, oh, once, really? Yes. Okay. So once I started running the numbers and I started cross-referencing, I found out that charismatics are actually higher in sexual misconduct. I mean, once you include both heterosexual misconduct and children, um, they're actually higher inside sexual misconduct than the Catholic Church. Um, which is unfortunate, but it's true. Uh, is that just here in the U.S.? No, it's worldwide. Just okay. Yeah, it's worldwide. What's your thought about the uh, Catholic Church covering up? I am opposed to that, and luckily, thank God, so is our leadership, because the Pope has publicly declared that he is against that, and he has already created a Vatican law that states that even if you are trying to cover it up, you will be prosecuted. So he is completely against even somebody who doesn't bring it up. So, so to yeah. you know, to the Catholics' defense in this sense, and this I'm an evangelical, right? Because I've been lumped there my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not happy about it. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> All right, anyways. But to the Catholics' defense, they at least have a designated team wherever they're at that investigates that. Yeah. So that's committed to rooting that issue out. That doesn't exist. They can't with us. There's too many. There's too many denomination separations. There's, so it can't. I'm not saying because it's still a sad fact that it, it exists. Yes, it's like it, it's a hard reality. Yeah, just to accept. But yes, it does exist in the evangelical Protestant Church. Yeah. Um. In the Orthodox Jewish community. Yeah, it does. And uh, actually, within the Orthodox Jewish community, a lot of the people who are at the forefront of bringing that to the light are the women. Right. They, you know, they they fight to get their voices heard and bring up when there's misconducts by rabbis. It's tough within the Protestant side to, to get any traction there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it exists. I mean, it, it just ex- it exists all across the board, like you said, with the school system. Right. 
it exists. And, and that's that's a number, sadly, that nobody cross-references. Because but, if you look at school systems, the numbers are just as high as anywhere else. But I think it's a shocking to everybody because, right, you're supposed to be the highest level of morality, right? So I don't even think they care to cross-reference that much. It's to be... You know, I think when people are so shocked by that and they don't cross-reference because they feel like the number should be zero, not in comparison to public school numbers where any, you know, person with a four-year degree can become a teacher, you know, we're expecting high morality. I would agree. I would yeah. agree. And again, thank God, so does our leadership. And, and that's why they have been so like stringent, so stringent in pushing those things forward. Um, actually, John Paul II, to his credit, he's the one that first, to my knowledge, and it may be before that, but he's in my lifetime. John Paul II actually took great care trying to weed that out of the church. Um, in fact, uh, the last pope before Francis, uh, Benedict XVI, he really did really hard. He was really, 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 really trying to push that out. And, and to his credit, again... He pushed out a lot of means to do that. Um, Francis, and he's been in since you know 2013, so Francis has really pushed forward and really tried hard and to the point where all of the bishops that were over the churches in, uh, was it Argentina, uh, came forward and resigned because... Oh, he, really? Yeah, he issued a letter to all of them and he was, he was very kind in his letter. Being yeah. who he is, he was very, very kind in his letter. But he did let them know, this happened under your leadership. And because of that letter, they all stepped forward and resigned. So allowing the new, the new generation wow. to step it was forward. It a force resignation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There has been more people... We're giving you the opportunity yes. to resign and save yeah. some face. Because even if... And again, and they said this. They publicly declared... Even though we did not do it ourselves, it happened under our eyes. And so... Okay. So at and, least there's some ownership there. Yeah. And so they stepped forward and they stepped down. There was, I think, 36 bishops stepped down at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, since, since we're, you know... Bringing it up, first, isn't it? Uh, that, that many. Amount? That many, yeah. And yeah, that's not the only time. ones. Yeah. He, he removed several out of here in the United States. He removed several overseas. Um. He has probably been the most, to his credit, again, and a lot of people give, especially, believe it or not, especially in the Catholic Church, a lot of people give Francis crap because he's very progressive. He's a very progressive pope. Um, but to his credit, more changes have been made than in a very long time. So Right, more changes than happened in <clears throat> Washington. <laughs> let's not let's not pretend that stuff doesn't happen like that there. Oh my god. All right. All right. <laughs> right. They have legislative immunity when when before too much of the public knows. But when too much of the public knows, like uh what's the one uh guy from New York? I think it was Anthony Weiner. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. I think it Senator, is Wiener, though. Senator. Wiener. <laughs> no, I think it is, right? I don't think it is I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice, Jordan. Gubby no, was, I know, but I Gubby keep, I so keep nice. waiting. I'm like, how is, no one, how is no one delivering this as a joke? And I think it's because it literally is his name. It's too easy. It's I know. I was. I always thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. The puns are endless with that one. But I yeah. know, right? Like, it's too easy. Is this, like, what's going on? But I think it right. really is, like... 
The joke's just that easy that no one it goes really there. Is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Like My it. wife and I probably, probably laughed about that for a half hour with different puns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he was lit. I know, right? He literally wow. was sending wiener pics. <laughs> and his last name's Wiener. The joke is so easy. Like, state like comedians couldn't even go there because it was can't. so easy. Right. Yeah, right? Do you serve that with, oh. do you serve that on rye? <laughs> right. Hey, this is my younger brother. Look. <laughs> was Oscar present? Oh, Jesus. Is that live? <laughs> yeah. It's PG 13. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I mean, it's, again, statistically, this stuff yeah. is consistent across the board. So I hate men. People. <laughs> I hate men so much. <laughs> And, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> I get it. It's, I get it. Yeah, but it's our, consistent across the board. I think our anger towards that, though, towards the Catholic Church. I'm not saying it's wrong. I it's right, definitely legitimate. To it is anger it totally there is because it does happen. Yeah. Um, the question I always have about that is, it it always seems like the Catholic Church seems to be the scapegoat for all of the church. Yeah. In terms of that, mm. interesting. Yeah. And like it's happened in other places, and it's kind of they the love radar. everybody yeah. in one uh, yeah. group. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Well, I mean, they're they're the ones that are always in the news about it, as if it doesn't exist anywhere else. Exactly. Nobody you wants know. to talk about the charismatic or the evangelical or the Jewish communities or yeah, or like sure. you said, Washington. Right. Um, yeah, I even Googled it in the Hindu communities and Buddhist communities. Guess what? It's consistent. So, I mean, it's no matter where you go, the numbers are consistent. Anywho, that was a tough, that was a tough one, George. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's just go. Let's get off that. All topic. right. Let's so, go. I, heard, anyway, I heard you have questions. Yeah. So, I know, right? Like, well, at least, like, I can save these questions for another day now that we're just, we oh. should have known it. Like, you being cat, you uh, joining the Catholic Church officially would have. Yeah, been dominated the, the whole episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, is there anything you don't agree with with the Catholic Church? And that's going to lead me up to my follow-up question. God, I wish there was. Um, oh, come on. I have one searched grievance? so hard for things I disagree with, and every single time I find something I disagree with, I look it up, and I agree with the answer. It's so hard for me because there's things, just me as a person... I am I'm an apologist, all right? I like to make sure that things are exactly as precise as I can make them, cut and dry, black and white. And every time I think I have a really good argument against something, I find out that it's it's not right. And I, I mean historically and contextually, it just doesn't stand against the arguments. So, so right now I can honestly say there's not a single argument I have posed to the historic body of the Catholic Church. Is the entire Old Testament um, allegory then? No. No? No. no, no like like, the, like uh, Kings and Chronicles, they're, they're records of the, of the kings. All right, so what about some of the crazy stuff they say in like Leviticus and stuff like that? Well, Leviticus is a... Oh, my God, I hate Leviticus. I mean, I love Leviticus, and I hate Leviticus. Um, Leviticus is a very interesting book. If you want to get really in depth, go to Dr. Heiser's podcast, the Naked Bible podcast, 
and he handles it chapter by chapter by chapter, and he does a brilliant job of it because there's a ton of stuff in there that I didn't realize was in there, and it's only by knowing the Semitic content that you get there. So. Noah's Ark. Is in those 11 chapters. In Leviticus? Wait, 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 wait. It's not in Leviticus. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's in Genesis. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was confused for a second. No, I, right. and again, now, and that's a brilliant one to bring up because. It's a story that people believe in. Well, again, um, there is, the only way I can say there is some historic. There's zero. No, historic. no. Hold on, hold on. There is. There's zero historic value hold to on, Noah's Ark. Hold on, hold Where on. Where is that place in Kentucky or Tennessee where they build an authentic ark? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> John Hamm. Individual. God, I, I, not John Hamm. It's some other Hamm. No, it's, it's, it is Hamp. It's Ken Hamp. Um, Ken Hamm, yeah. John Hamm's a really good actor. Uh, I. Okay, we won't get on that. He is among a, uh, my list of Christians I care not to talk about because I publicly don't want to Say things. <laughs> okay. Why not say them? Come on, Juice. Hey, Let's see if he wants to do our podcast. <laughs> do you want to say anything about Mr. Kenham? Uh, he's a turd. I watched his, uh, his debate with Bill Nye, and it's like anytime Bill Nye tried to bring up science and talk about how things were... We're unable to explain him, and then he'd be like, "Well, there's a book that explains it." It's like, no, <laughs> science doesn't explain how this happens. Yeah. Quit it, and it's such garbage. Anyone that believes in Noah's Ark, okay, so, is so dumb. Sorry, Calvin, do you believe in now, Noah's Ark is real? Let me. I love you. I, 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 <laughs> let, me, let me. Let me. Before before Calvin answers that, before Calvin, I already feel that. bad. Do you wait, believe wait, wait, it? Before, yes or no? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Before Kelvin answers that, <laughs> let me say because I'm gonna ease up that I love Kelvin. Cross culturally, Mike's here. I'm bringing the heat. Cross culturally, there is a possibility of there being no. a Noah figure in history, and here's why: oh, okay. because if you look in the Akkadian and Ugaritic and Sumerian texts, there are references to the exact same type of individual. They're all people who lived in, in the Mesopotamian basin. Right. Okay. I don't care now, about the story because the Sumerians. No one could exist. Uh, That's fine. I'm talking the about the floods. The Sumerians have a very similar story, almost identical to that of Noah's Ark. Now, that being said, Noah's Ark never happened. Wait, wait. That being said, if you take the Genesis account in context, the world was only seventy nations inside of Mesopotamia. That means a localized flood that happened in one valley. One valley. Now, is that possible? I'm going from John Hamm's argument. Is that possible? Yes. How do or we know that? Him. Because there have been localized floods throughout the history of mankind. So, there could easily have been a localized flood in the Mesopotamian basin. Okay, I, have a, I, have a, I have a statement I'd like to make on that. Go ahead. Make follow up at the now, I have three dogs. Okay. You've Love seen them. my dogs. Love Great them. dogs. But size wise, the smallest one is probably. I was going to say they're huge. 112 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Dogs. All right. Yeah. Now, when you consider that, how in the world am I going to pack in a boat, ark, whatever you want to call it? Right. With all these different animals and feed them. It's impossible. For how many years? Yeah. Well, feed them. Supposedly 40 days. 
I mean, it can happen. It's somebody possible. is going to go a little but, hungry but, and gobble up somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> again, again, let, again, if we take this from a localized viewpoint, you're not talking about many species. Okay. All right. Especially well, we're talking about Ken Ham. He thinks it's the whole world. We're not talking about Ken Ham. That's what we were just talking about. That's God, the segue we're making. Why you're are you going to make me talk about him? Uh, and one, it never happened. Okay, can we... Even that is Israel, where we started, it's the most eh? un- uh, Listen, if we hate Hitler, then we hate God. Because what? God drowned everybody. You're saying that, listen, even if that was localized, he's killing babies. He's killing children. He's killing everybody, Juice. He's killing them all. Wait. Again, Horrible. We're talking about a folk tale, okay? <laughs> no, no, you're you're just trying to say, well, it might be real because it might just be the flooding of seventy nations, not the whole entire planet, because that'd be crazy. So I'm gonna but try to say there might be a but chance. It, it's still a, was a person, but it's still a folk doesn't tale. Doesn't use that voice. It's still a folk That's tale. Sounds, <laughs> when nobody's when nobody's present, I like to go like this. <laughs> oh man! You're, you were just trying to make you know you're saying it's. Maybe I'm you're saying, not believing it, but you're saying, saying it might be possible it, no, there's no, a flood of 70 on, nations. On, on. I'm saying tough one. it's a polemic. All right? A polemic does not mean that it is a literal story that was caused by a god. It means that you are applying your own theology told them to, to build the a story. Boat. We told them to build a boat. Again, was there even a Noah? It's possible. Okay, I'm sure. But it's a polemic. Join us for the rest of the conversation in part two.